Yo, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. I'm your host, Darren Starks, and we are back. And this is going to be a little different, and we're really going to be introducing a new segment or more so a series to the podcast. I've talked to you all a lot about how me and Jordan have been working behind the scenes on how we can be able to connect with you all more and honestly have you all a part of the conversations that we have week to week. And this is going to be just an extension of that in terms of what we've come up with and what I've been thinking about. And so every Friday going forward until the near future, I want to have this episode be a space where you all can chime in and share whatever you feel you've been learning, what God's been teaching you, whether that be a sermon that you've heard and highlights from that or what you've been studying, what's been placed on your heart and what's really been impacting you. And so this is going to be the space where that happens and we do that. And these are going to be short episodes, maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And I'll essentially come here and I'll share whatever you all send in. And we're going to have a quick conversation around that, the highlights that you all were able to pick out and you felt you wanted to speak to. And we'll just add to that and kind of like have a little back and forth and small little rant almost. And so I'm really excited about this and today's episode because we have had a supporter of ours send in something absolutely amazing. I can't wait to get into, but I want this to be centered around you all and what you all have to say, because I know God's speaking to you all working through your life and you all are anointed and amazing. So how this work is you'll send us or text us whatever you feel led to at our number. So we officially have a number for the podcast and just different. It's going to be also a part of our Texas as well. So when we have our live shows coming up, our merch and any other updates or whatnot. This is the number that we're going to streamline all of that through and have conversations with you all. So you'll send that in and we'll select from all that come in and we'll read out what you had to say or wanted to share and you'll be featured on our Friday episode. So I'm extremely excited about this. Y'all don't be shy. Send these in. We will look through all of these and reply as well, even if it's not featured on the podcast. I I really want to hear a lot more from you all, your thoughts, and honestly, just what God is teaching you. So all you have to do to message us is text 502-325-1157. That's 502-325-1157. And this number will be linked in the description. You can sign up for our list and you'll have access to send anything from there. So I'm excited and I honestly can't hear what you all have to say. So with all that being said, let's get into this conversation. This is really going to be centered around the idea that your gift doesn't impress God. In the sense of it's not about what you can do for God, but how close you are to him. Like God is very aware of what you can create with your hands. But the question becomes, how close are you to his heart? The stage, which is the place where we are able to put our gift on display. And these rooms are environments and places where we're able to express our creativity and the gift that God has given us, whether that be through dance and our art or music or communication, whatever that looks like for us, 
that's amazing. And God wants to use that for his glory, but it is not his priority. And I think this is a fitting conversation coming off of the last episode because I was speaking about like mobilizing, taking action and using what God has given us for his kingdom. But I think I want to add this to provide an equilibrium to understanding that is significant, but that's not more important than the time that we do spend with God and these moments in the quiet places when we're hidden and we're in the stable. And what I put down relating to all this is the fact that God is more interested in our obedience than our performance. He is moved by our love and devotion to him, not what we think we can do on his behalf. Because the crazy thing is, like, God actually loves us for who we are and not what we can do. And I think we live in such a performance-driven society where our value is directly tied to our output of what we can do, right? We've been conditioned within that since we were young. We go to grade school and what? You're praised, you're celebrated, you're validated if you perform, if you're the student who gets all A's, you have the 4-0 and or you are a high achiever or you're extremely gifted or talented in the arts or entertainment or athletics, you're then received, you're accepted and you're affirmed. But with God, you are received, accepted and affirmed at the start from the jump as who you are, independent of anything that you do and that's the crazy part we think this gift that we have is what makes us the apple of his eye and it's simply because we are his children that's it he looks at us and he sees himself i almost think about that in the context of a relationship with a parent i don't have kids i plan on having a big family one day and i could imagine like once my son or my daughter is born once I see them, they don't have to do anything but exist to be. And I'm going to love them unconditionally in the same way that my parents love me unconditionally, independent of all the great accolades and achievements and accomplishments or the lack thereof. <laughs> They're going to be there. And that's the same with God. And I just recently came across this quote that I feel relates so much to this conversation. And it really hit home for me. It says, it will not surprise me if in the end we learn that God enjoyed our hidden years the most. And just reading that and seeing it just made me stop. It was almost poetic in a sense. And I don't know. It will not surprise me if in the end we learn that God enjoyed our hidden years the most. Just speaking to the time with him, independent of the crowd, of the people, of society and the culture, that those were the moments that he looked forward to, that he loved the most. We thought it was when we saved all of these souls and we got on the stage and we preached and we made all this change. And the, and the whole time he loved that. He appreciated that. And that's what he had called us and pushed us to do. But it was those small moments in between that were so near to him. So I think we just have to realize that this is all about walking with God, not performing for him. So I say all that to say and really set up what I wanted to share with you all. So 
recent supporter and faithful listener of ours. Her name is Olivia. I can't exactly pronounce her last name and I don't want to butcher it, (laughs) but she is incredible. She's a singer. She's a songwriter and a worship leader at her local church. And we actually got an email from her not too long ago. And she had just introduced herself and said that she had just started recently listening to the podcast and she came across two episodes of ours, The Dangers of Misplaced Worship and Audience of One. And from those two episodes, she said it extremely impacted her and her walk and her artistry and what she does. And so she created a song from these episodes. And it was based in a concept that me and Jordan talked about, Jordan actually brought up, which was the stage versus the stable. And not getting so focused on our gift and our performance and always realizing that it's the stable and the quiet time where transformation really happens. So she shared this song with us. And when I say this young woman is incredibly gifted, I listened to it and I was almost brought to tears. And then after that, I shared it with everyone. I called my girlfriend. I sent it to her. And then I literally, right after, I called Jordan into my room. Like, I didn't send it to him. I said, yo, come into my room and listen to this. (laughs) And it has centered me. It's focused me. And it's been a big part of my devotion since I've listened to it. And so I wanted to play this because this was the inspiration for this episode. And goes crazy, too. Let's tap in. That's the one right there. If I could play the entire song, I would. At the end of this, I'm going to play like the last like verse, a little segment because it goes insane. But first, Olivia, thank you for one, sharing this with us and allowing us to share it with everyone who listens to us and just using your gift in such a beautiful way. Um, like I said, this song definitely centers me so much and again literally as it says brings me back to the stable and 
brings my focus back to what really matters independent of anything else off of that when I was thinking more about this this is a conversation I've been having a lot with myself recently I think we have to realize and get to the point where we understand that your gift isn't yours your gift is what I like to call G-O-D which is the God on display so it's what he's put inside you to be a manifestation of his glory on earth. It's a piece of himself he put in you to point people back to him. And sometimes we think that it's us. And I think we associate too much of ourselves with our gift and don't associate our gift with God as much as we should. Realizing that this isn't ours. We were just called to be stewards and managers managers of this god literally took a piece of himself his creativity of what he wanted and then gave it to us and we have the privilege the honor and responsibility to manage this well unto his glory his plan his will and what he wants out of our life and from this gift and so having that mentality and perspective i believe has brought me to a place of humility like for me in terms of having the gift of teaching and being able to speak and communicate, I understand that when I'm operating in my gift, it's not me that's working, but God working through me. And so there's a little room for pride to get in the way, knowing that it's not me. I'm not that talented and or gifted or anointed. It's his hand being placed on me to move in other people's lives. Not to diminish my value or the worth I have in God's eyes in any sense. So this isn't a message of degrading or demeaning, but humility. So when we talk about our giftings and what we can do, it's so interesting to me that we are always trying to attempt to please God with what is already his. Right? Like our gift, again, it's a piece of himself. This isn't ours. So when he sees us operating in this, he's like, oh, yeah, like that's me. Like, that's mine. So we're getting on these metaphorical stages. We're performing, we're creating, or we're displaying what is within us to other people and smaller groups and different settings. And we think that really moves God. (laughs) It's his gift. He's very familiar with what that is because he gave it to us. That's not what moves the needle for him. He knows what that looks like or what it can be. So when I think about our gifts in this way, it's interesting that people have such an arrogance and pride about them because of how talented or gifted that they are. Because when I see that, it reminds me of, you know, the trust fund kids that will brag about something that their parents bought them. Now, it's amazing that you were afforded this particular opportunity and or whatever physical item that you have gotten, but it's not really yours. So a gift almost reminds me of like a car your dad pays for then gives to you. So you get the car and of course, at some point you're going to be surrounded by your friends, your family, your peers or acquaintances. And when they ask you about this particular vehicle that you have, the correct response would be, oh, yeah, my dad got it for me. He paid for this. And in fact, it's actually his. His name is on the title, but he's allowing me to use it. And that's the same with our gifts in a sense. We didn't have to pay for these. From birth, 
we were given these particular gifts and have the ability to use them as we so choose with the free will that God's given us. It speaks about this in Romans 11 when the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, which means that I don't necessarily have to be following God in order to walk in the gift that he gave me. So God has paid the price for it, has given you full autonomy over this particular vehicle and or gift, but you want to sit here and try to place yourself on a throne that isn't even yours. It makes no sense. So in this particular analogy or example that we're on with this car, your dad pays for it and you now are able to drive it whenever you want, however you want, wherever you want. So your own responsibility is make sure that you keep the car in good condition. You upkeep it, you maintenance it. And another part of your responsibility is making sure you don't damage the car. You don't use this vehicle to come at the harm of someone else or yourself. And if your dad asks you to be somewhere, you show up. Which you don't have to. You'll be able to still fully use a car, have access to all of his features. But it was a part of the deal. (laughs) That when you got this particular vehicle that you will still be subject to the command and voice of the person who bought it for you. So in the same way with our gift, it comes with a responsibility that we make sure we manage it well to not harm anyone else or ourselves because we can use this gift to impact or destroy. And that's our choice. And it also is imperative and advantageous for us to listen to the will of our father who's given it to us on how he wants us to use it and where he wants us to go with it. And that perspective changes everything because we're under a misconception that we own what we were only called to manage. And the danger comes in in our lives when we get so inebriated with the stage and the praise, the opinions of people and the applause that at some point we really thought that we owned it, that it was ours. And we forgot who paid the price and who it belongs to and who we should be listening to as a result of that. And all this time we're in this car, we're driving around We're going all across the country. We're visiting our friends and we're taking vacations. We're going on road trips and we're seeing all these wonders of the world's world, having these amazing experiences and being able to connect with all these great people. And that's amazing. And that's what our dad wanted for us. That's the reason that he gave us this particular vehicle and he's proud of us and he's excited for us and he's genuinely joyous with us. But all of that time, he really only wanted us to come back home. He just wanted another family dinner with his son or his daughter. He just wanted more quality time with who he calls his child. That's the same with us. I think we allow our gifts just to take us on the road. When God just wants us back at home. And we miss that. And this doesn't have to be an either or. You can go and use this gift that God's given you and paid for while also making sure that you are back home with him. And so for me, that's really the message and like the crux of this particular conversation is 
come back home and honestly stay there as much as possible and leave when necessary, when you're called to, when there's an assignment, but don't stay there. And wow, this is low-key powerful. I honestly didn't know I would go this far with this particular analogy, but even when you think about if you have experienced it, like being on the road, like if you've gone maybe an extended period of time, like where you've traveled to like multiple cities or different places, whether that be on a vacation and or a road trip with your friends or families, it gets tiring. Like it's exhausting. It's amazing. You're seeing all these things. You're out. You're with your loved ones and you enjoy this particular experience. But at some point, what happens? All you want to do is get back home in your bed where you're the most comfortable, where you're most relaxed, where you get disciplined, but there's no place that you would rather be. And I think that's the mindset that we have to have because going on the road and traveling is amazing, but it won't sustain you. You can only eat out so many times before you become malnourished. You begin to get weak. You can only be on that tour bus or in that car for so long before you need a home-cooked meal, before you need your routine, before you need to work out, before you need all the essentials of what being home provides you that you can't get while you're out there. And that's it, just tying it all together. The stage is amazing for what it's called for, what it can do, and what God wants to do through us on it, but it cannot sustain us. It cannot provide the essentials of what we need that only happens in the stable, that only happens in our quiet time, our prayer time, the time we spend with like-minded community and believers, crucifying our flesh, disciplining ourselves, sacrificing and submitting to his will. That's the only thing that will get us through. So I think that's all I have to share. Honestly, again, these are going to be super impromptu, a little shorter, but I definitely want to be able to get you all's thoughts and be able to speak and expound on them even more and be able to highlight you all as well. So shout out to Olivia once again. And again, text us. It's going to be linked in the description. It's going to be the first thing that you see. So don't be shy. I want to hear from you all. 502-325-1157. And I'm about to go ahead and play the last part of the song for y'all so we can just end it out on a hot note. Because, again, she bodied this. No matter the platform, my flesh wants acceptance. Purify me, bring me back to repentance. Savior truly is open. 
That's the one. I love y'all so much. Have an amazing weekend. Spend some time with your friends and family. Tell them you love them. Enjoy yourself. Be present. Live. I'll see y'all next week. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. Much love.